Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is to WrestleMania. It'll hopefully we'll get some more tomorrow night out of Raw. Yeah, we should. I mean, they're not going to just do a two-night WrestleMania event with just a total of 11 matches. Right. Um, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of superstars out there that aren't in matches as of yet that they will find matches for. Yep. Yeah, so uh, let's talk a little uh, SmackDown for starters okay. here. What, what did you think of SmackDown Friday night? It, it wasn't... It wasn't what you normally get out of a SmackDown. Um, I was, I mean, for the first SmackDown after Fastlane, um, and the first SmackDown after Fastlane on this final stretch to WrestleMania, I was, I was disappointed. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, so was I. I mean, I didn't think it was. Um... It was great. They could have. I believe they could have done a lot better with uh, some of the the matches they had. Some of the promos could have been a little bit better. But I just thought it, it fell flat as opposed to the last couple of SmackDowns they had. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and, and, and the only thing is, is if you remember in The, the Raws and SmackDowns that get closer to WrestleMania wind up being less about wrestling and more about promoting matches in, well, excuse me, into WrestleMania. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this next couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I believe next, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, Next Monday that they're going to have that one full week of wrestling? Yeah, the WrestleMania week. Yes. yes. So I thought, yeah. yep. So, but I mean, you know, they had, uh, you know, some, a couple of good, a uh, couple of good things they had on uh, SmackDown Friday night. I mean, they, you know, we already got a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match. Um, now we have a Cesaro, Seth Rollins match. Which, which you kind of figured that that one was coming, Cesaro, Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't expect, expecting Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I mean, yeah, after a couple weeks ago when they had their little first backstage, um, I'm not going to say confrontation, but well, you know, the little talking about him and the conspiracy and all this. Um, the only thing is we know how WWE loves to add their um, celebrities, and I'll say this one in quotes, <laughs> to WrestleMania. And this Logan Paul um, 
Yes, he has millions of fans on YouTube, but nothing to do with wrestling. He's just a social media star, and I've got a feeling something is going to happen this coming Friday on the red carpet, you know, premiere of Sami Zayn's trailer for his biography or whatever the hell it is he's doing that is going to have Logan Paul included in the match some way, somehow. And it's just, in my opinion, stuff that doesn't need to be done. It's WrestleMania. Right. You don't need to put somebody that has 2.3 million followers on social media. If you're going to do that, then get Charlie D'Amelio. She's got 111 million followers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have her and some of the other popular kids on TikTok and whatever, you know, do do something. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know who the guy is. I mean, I guess he's just a YouTuber, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they mentioned him, and I don't even uh, I don't even know who the guy is right now. But I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if WWE added him to that match, which would be kind of stupid. But no, he'll be involved one way or another. Whether it's just something where he accompanies Sami Zayn to the ring. I mean, I know him and his brother um, spew off about UFC and boxers. His brother actually did a celebrity boxing match. I can't even remember for the life of me who it was against. Um, it was on the same card as uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And he got his ass kicked in a three round in a three round match. Um, but they're they're both serious with the this training. It's just they're just not athletic enough to do anything. Um, so I just I yep. hope it doesn't turn into another, you know, bad Bonnie Miz situation. Right. Uh, we're getting comments already. Uh, Jerry joined us. Welcome, Jerry. It needs to be about wrestling. Let the product sell itself. Very true. Hey, welcome, Ian. Ian Dale Meadows is joining us. Welcome. Uh, also, I just, I just want to let everybody know that at the top of the hour, 7 p.m., we will be joined live on the phone from former WWF Tag Team Champion, Princess Victoria, will be calling us to talk about her wrestling career and got a lot to say. And uh, not all of it's good. So definitely uh, looking forward to talking to Vicky when she calls. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we get to interview her because Every other time we've ever done anything the way we're doing our show now, when somebody calls in through talk show on your computer, I can't understand a single word that they say, and you want to have them do the entire interview. So hopefully it'll be a little bit better today. But well, it worked out. It worked out good with Big Daddy. No, it didn't. You weren't able to hear Big Daddy. Not that easily. Oh. Oh, I thought you were around. Like sorry. I said, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks for tuning in, Kevin. Um, yeah, I mean, this, like I said, I mean, I didn't, I don't know much about this Logan Paul, and uh, we're just going to have to see where WWE is going to 
work this thing, work that into the, the program or the match itself. Have um have they said anything about Braun Strowman Elias at WrestleMania or no, no? Braun Strowman Shane McMahon. Oh, Braun Strowman Shane McMahon, that's right. It was Braun Strowman Elias on Raw. Um Yeah, I'm not too uh I'm not too keen on how that match is gonna go either. I mean some type of stipulation match um it's gonna happen because there, there's no absolute no way under god's green earth that shane mcmahon would be able to take on braun Strowman in just a regular one-on-one type singles match with no stipulations right it's gonna happen you know disqualification no something where weapons and things can be used because that's the only way shane mcmahon, shane mcmahon would have a chance yep Absolutely. So, but yeah, I gave uh, I gave SmackDown a between a C plus and a C minus. So it's safe. Yeah, Jerry, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling WWE much anymore. No, there's a lot of people that feel that way, Jerry. Uh, I mean, I still watch WWE because that's what I was brought up on. That's what I grew up on. That. ECW, WCW. Um, like I said, you know, and even with NXT coming, even with uh, NXT now, the only time I really watch the NXT, other than if there's going to be a good match on during the week, I'll tune in to see what that match is about. But I just basically watch the takeovers, which the stand and deliver, which the stand and delivers two nights as well, right? I, I will admit one thing, and I think you're missing out. Because there's definitely, I mean, NXT does have its quote-unquote fluff, um, but nowhere near as much fluff as you get in the Monday Night Raw, obviously, or even a SmackDown. And and the wrestling, yes, some of it is a little raw, um, but there's still, you know, there's still some up-and-comers. But you look at the the quote-unquote veterans that are in NXT, and they put on some fantastic matches. Yep. Yes, they do. Yep. Uh, Jerry said that's why I like AEW and MLW more. AEW is more and more starting to turn that corner to similarities with WWE with their stories and forming factions and doing this and doing dumb gimmick matches. It's, it's getting less and less how it was when they, and, and TNA did the same thing. They had a good product and then they started to emulate things that WWE did. And the only thing is, is they didn't do it as well as the WWE did it bad. And that's what I've seen in a little bit of AEW that I that I've watched is they're doing a lot of the same things differently mm-hmm. and more and more like the WWE product. Yep, I to- I totally agree. Instead of trying to be their own promotion and do their own stuff, they're trying to emulate the big guys, and it's not working. They they criticized WWE for misusing their legends and putting them in unnecessary matches, and yet they're doing the same thing with Sting. 
They did the same thing with Arn Anderson. They're doing the same thing. They're not doing anything different. Except they're doing it with people that WWE just cast aside because the millions of fans that WWE have wouldn't buy what these wrestlers were selling. Right. Yep. And they're probably going to end up doing the same thing with Christian as well. So. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. You never know. Yep. Yeah, so that's uh, so that's going to be something interesting to see as to where WWE is going to take, where they're going to take their programming after WrestleMania and what's going to come out of it. Well, I'm not worried about their programming after WrestleMania right now. I want to see what they're going to do and how they're going to pull off WrestleMania. Yep. Jerry, they need to make their own identity factions, have always been a part of storytelling. Their matches are so much better. I don't I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I don't hate WWE as much as they do. That I don't I don't see a better match quality. Even in their top stars. I just don't. Okay. Yeah, Jerry had mentioned uh AEW and MLW. Speaking of MLW, one of the guys coming out of MLW, Richard Holiday, we uh, happened to see him last night while we were viewing the PAPW show. Um, quite a surprise to see him. Um, looked looked pretty good. We'll get back into the PAPW uh, a little bit later on, possibly. But um, yeah, so I mean, there's a. Do you think that's why a lot of these other organizations are? I can't say failing, but not doing as well as they should be because they're trying to emulate everybody else instead of being their own promotion. Everybody does it, though. I mean, you know, you, you have McDonald's. For whatever you want to say, McDonald's is the biggest fast food restaurant there is. Um, and then you have your Burger Kings, your Wendy's, I mean, your... Taco Bell's, you have your other smaller ones that people will say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to McDonald's to get a quarter part. I'm going to Burger King to get a Whopper. It's so much better. You're going to try. They can try and try all they want. They're never going to knock out McDonald's. Right. You know, and the best thing McDonald's has are their french fries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as horrible as their menu overall is it's still it's mcdonald's yep. you know pepsi can do all they want they're never going to be coca-cola right it, it's aw can do everything they want and they're never going to be the wwe right jerry just posted watch the kenny omega match from last week amazing Okay. I don't even know who he wrestled, but oh I think that was the the John him and John Moxley, I think it was. Not not too sure who he faced. Like I said, I don't follow much about AEW. But um Yeah, so uh I mean we talked about some we can talk some more about SmackDown. I mean I thought, you know, like I said, I gave it like a C. Burger King fries are better. <laughs> I um I think I think SmackDown could have done more to make the show a little bit better. 
Um, we kind of figured, and you even said it a couple weeks ago, that we kind of figured it was going to be a triple threat match with Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Edge. It's just, yeah. I, I mean, if you didn't, I mean, if weeks ago you didn't realize, um, I know Little Nugs are posted on our page about, you know, Edge was, was correct in saying how he's done this and he deserved it and didn't understand why Daniel Bryan was put in the match. And, uh, give you a chance, it was fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, lost my train of thought after I read Jerry's comment. Yeah. Um, and I pointed out that before the Royal Rumble match, I mean, even all of us on the show predicted Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. Um, and then it wound up being Edge. And then what can you, you know, it's just really fair. And the point that I made was, you know, Edge and Daniel Bryan both have creative influence on what happens. So they, you know, it's something that's been planned probably since before right. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, so. Thank you for tuning in, Jacob. Good to see you out there. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm so, like I said, I'm so looking forward to, the WrestleMania this year only because of the, the there's going to have a live crowd and it's so much, so much more different when you have the live crowd. When Daniel Bryan leaves WWE is pretty much done. He's the best they have. I agree with that. Yep. Yep. I mean, you can definitely, uh, you could definitely put a put a stamp on that one because there's really nobody that I believe there. I don't I don't believe there's anybody that can match Daniel Bryan. I mean, I think that I mean I'm looking forward to seeing if they put him in a couple more matches because I'd love to see Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. I'd love to see that. I think that would be a good match. Thanks for tuning in, Musa. Um, we're I, we've seen Daniel Bryan Cesaro. Um, but I think I think Daniel Bryan Seth Rollins would make a quite for quite an interesting match. Yeah, I mean that that's what when they did the the draft and Seth Rollins came over to SmackDown, they was one of the very first confrontations was the two of them. Oh, sorry, I'm still eating dinner. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, back then it was you know I mean. Seth Rollins, I mean, I don't like the character that he has now, um, but I, I, I've been a Seth Rollins fan for a while, so, right. I mean, that was a match I would have loved to have seen. Yep. Were you surprised that Seth Rollins kind of took his character to SmackDown with him when he got drafted instead of maybe no. doing something different? No. I was surprised that he brought back the same character when he when he took his paternity leave yeah um and then he came back and i mean especially when he came back with you know the music being burned down i was pumped for you know the burn it down seth rollins not yeah. the holier than thou 
Seth Rollins versus Nakamura. Yeah, that'd be a good match, Jerry. Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan. That'd be uh that'd be a Friday night SmackDown main event, definitely. But I don't think we're going to see a match for a long time like we saw with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. No. I mean, that just was. No. I mean, when we were watching that, that was like, what, four commercial breaks they went to and they were still going? Yeah. That was that was something real amazing. So, And then we got Raw tomorrow night. So, uh, I mean, has there been any word as to what's going to go on for Raw tomorrow night? Or? Nope, I haven't seen anything. Nope, neither have I. I mean. I'm sure there'll be a few more matches for WrestleMania coming out of Raw tomorrow. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll get back to that in WrestleMania in just a just a few minutes, a few more minutes. Um, last night we were privileged to see a independent show here in out of Connecticut, PAPW, and. Um, like I said, MLW's wrestler Richard Holiday was on, which was a, which was a surprise. I actually thought it was a pretty decent show for an for an indie show. I mean, they had a sellout crowd, and um, I actually thought it was a real good show. I mean, they, I mean it, it was. I, I, it wasn't one of the the better shows that we've seen. Um, if I'm being fair, it's what I said to you off air. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good show. Um, like I said, it wasn't, I mean, maybe it, it was a difference from not being there to actually see it, to, you know, seeing it through Facebook live. Right. Um, cause you just, even, you know, the internet pay-per-view that they had that, you know, we had to pay $4.99 to watch. Um, that was, that was, you know, a little bit better of a show than this. Right. Um, it just, it, there was something that just felt for me off. And I, like I said, I, I don't know if it's because we weren't there and I didn't see it in person to really feel the bumps and hear really, you know, hear the smacks, Right. But, yeah. Yep. So, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Megan Baker, the daughter of the legendary wrestler Ox Baker, has just tuned in to watch the show. Thank you, Megan, for tuning in. Um, yeah, so, you know, like you said, I mean, there's being there live watching that independent show because, you know, when you're watching it, I mean, I was it was good enough to watch it last night because we, we couldn't make it, but when we go there, it's just a different feel. And it's just, it's, those, those guys just work tremendously hard. Um, the ending was kind of surprising with Flash Waller, but we'll just have to see how that's going to play out. Jerry said, name the five best matches you've ever seen. Wow. Um, well, that would probably take the rest of the show just to think about. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's not an infinity amount of matches, but, you know, it's one of those where you can give five matches 
I'd give five matches. Jerry would give five matches. None of them would match, but one or two that you would give. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. You know, that one would probably, you know, that's just too, I mean, right. so broad of a spectrum because. Well, I know one match. I know one match. Jerry and I would agree on. And um, what's that? Um, Kerry Von Eric, Ric Flair. Back in the old WCCW days, when Kerry Von Eric took the NWA title from him. <clears throat> and then there's you know Savage Steamboat, which was a real good one as well. But but yeah, like you said, Greg. I mean, that's going to take a lot of research, and it would, you know, unfortunately, there's just not enough time in the show to go over a lot of the five best matches. I mean, there have been. There have been a lot over the years, but just to pick out those five would be. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you want to go in recent history, uh, I mean, Sasha Bailey and NXT. I mean, you can think of some, you know, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, there's just so many, and that's just like the last five years. Right. You know, if you want to go back 10 years, go back 15 years, you guys go back 38, 50, 75 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're uh, correct. Yep. I mean, two or three. Yeah. You know, I mean, my wrestling encyclopedia in my, in my head is nowhere near the extent of yours and Cherry. So, um, yeah, their, their, their cage match in 82 was even better. Yep. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's just a, a, a broad spectrum of, of different matches to, to come up with. And... Once again, I can look at a match and say that this match was, I mean, speaking, I chose The Rock and Hulk Hogan. Because of what it, not that it was a great match, but because of what it meant at the time or something like that. You know, it's just, I, I overanalyze things and, you know, come up with my weird justifications around things. Yeah. Um, it did. Yeah. Yep. It's give me, you know. A little more than 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I agree with that one too, Jerry. Brian Pillman versus Tiger Mask in 1990. And, uh, I didn't see that match. Yeah. So, but, yeah, there there have been times years ago where Jerry and I would be on the phone for hours. And, I mean, we're talking – He'd, uh, we'd call each other at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon at midnight. We're still on the phone talking wrestling and different matches and and everything else. But um, while, while I'm on the subject of certain things, it just popped into my head. I found out an interesting um, fact today, and I'm going to turn it into a little bit of a trivia question for the people that are out there listening. Maybe somebody – I'm sure somebody will come up with the correct answer. Um, can you name the only – Wrestler inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame two years in a row. That uh, that was an interesting one I found out today. 
And I had to think of it for a little bit, and I went, oh, yeah, that's right, he was. So. How long ago was it? Uh, we're the last two years. The last two years, this guy has been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame two years in a row. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be, uh, the yeah, I mean, the only person I could, would think of would be Hogan. X-Pac. Two years in a row? Yeah, last year with DX and this year with the NWO. DX went in in 2019? Yep. Why do you think it was a while? Why do you think it was longer ago? I don't know. Okay. So. But yeah, we're. Uh, and then next year, X-Pac will go in Arizona. It'll be three years in a row. It'll be three years in a row, yeah. Yeah, that's just what we need. Three years of three years in the Hall of Fame. You know how WWE loves their streaks and their records. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what. I mean, you know, while we're on the subject for a minute, there, the Hall of Fame. Oh, and before we get into the Hall of Fame, um, our thoughts and well wishes go out to the Road Dog. Uh, we understand that he suffered a heart attack Thursday. He is in the hospital, and uh, we want to send out some well wishes to him for a speedy recovery. Yes, definitely. Hopefully, thing, hopefully it wasn't too too serious, and uh, he'll be back up and around in no time, hopefully. So get well soon there, Brian James. So, yeah, but uh, the Hall of Fame this year, I mean, it's it's just – it just seems so weird to, the the way they're putting some of these people in. I mean, Eric Bischoff, Kane definitely deserving. I think he'll be the headliner if no other major star goes in. The great Kali, I mean, Molly Holly. But it's just – I like the way they did it with Kane when The Undertaker came out and uh, made the announcement about it. Yeah, I mean, it does make it a little different, you know, than – Special ups did for Molly Holly, um, you know, on the on the bump or whatever. She was not as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a it is a nice little you know little twist. Right. Exactly. So it's going to be. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to see. I must be one of the very few people that uh, like watching the Hall of Fame. I I'm interested in seeing the Hall of Fame this year. I just don't want to see the 40, 45 minute speeches, you know, I mean, it's just crazy the way they do some of those things. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is crazy. But I mean, um, I understand. I'm going to see that. I mean, with this, with as many inductees that are going in and with it being taped ahead of time, I don't, I mean, they can edit, they can do what they want. They can chop things you know, so they can just give highlights of speeches. And maybe, you know, maybe that's why they're, you know, 
doing it. So yep. you don't have to see the whole five, ten, fifteen minute speech. Right. You know, you know the way they're gonna yep. but I will disagree with you um about Kane being the headliner. I mean I think the headliner tonight is would have to be the NWO. I mean sorry, I know Kane is fantastic, but he's not Hulk Hogan. Never will be. Right. And so anything to do with Hulk Hogan will be, in my opinion, would have to be the, the headliner. Yep. Unless unless somebody, I mean, bigger goes in, I mean, if it's the Undertaker, or if it were hypothetically speaking the rock, or you know, somebody like that, then that I think could overshadow the NWO. But with what's been announced, yeah. I think NWO main event. Yeah, and um yeah, so it's uh, and even Joe Little Nug had put something on our post the other day about Lillian Garcia, um, asking if he if we think she's worthy to go into the Hall of Fame, even though she's a she was a ring announcer. It's like, yeah, why not? I mean, they put Howard Finkel in, but then again, Lillian Garcia is no Howard Finkel either. No, no. I mean, I didn't even realize that Howard Finkel was the very first employee. Hired in at WWE when they uh, in the building in Stanford. So, but yeah, so the Hall of Fame for 2021 is Molly. Holly, let's see if I get them all right now. Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, Kane, and the Great Colleen. Nothing has been. Nothing else has been definite about RVD yet. No. So. No. But but I believe it's just those four. Right now, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's definitely prettier. Yeah, no doubt. So. Well, I don't know. Think was kind of hot in his younger age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's going to be different. How they're, I guess, they're doing both Hall of Fames at the same uh, at the same time, twenty and twenty one. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't. Don't know if they're going to separate them, um, you know, do the 2020 inductees first, then in 2021 inductees, um, or if they're going to intermingle them, right? Or how are we going to do it? Yep. So that'll be, uh, and they they really haven't said who's uh, who's going to be inducting these. Uh, these stars as well, so it'll be interesting to see. Now they have it. I think the Undertaker will, uh, will induct Kane. I think. Uh, I think that's almost uh, that's almost a given right there. But yeah, so I mean, with WrestleMania right around the corner, two. I mean, two weeks from today. No, two weeks from yesterday. Or two weeks from yesterday. That's right. I'm. I'm not used to. The two nights, it's only the second time in a row. Now, just curiosity to get off that subject for a second, but still on the same subject. Um, would you be interested if they did a weekend-long WrestleMania, like going forward? Uh, yeah. You think WrestleMania is deserving of two nights? Well, it 
I mean, yes and no. I mean, last year it went off pretty well for for the two nights that they had. I, I thought it was it, it went off well. Um, but to do it every year on two nights, I mean, this year I'm, I, I think it's gonna, probably going to be a little bit better because you're bringing in live crowds after a year. And a lot of the guys, like you said in, uh, in, in the previous shows, um, a lot of the guys are going to really go balls out because it's finally happening with a live crowd again. So, but like with, when they did it at MetLife Stadium, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously their their programming was different because it was Monday Night Raw, and then they had I want to say they I think they may have had Friday Night SmackDown, but they taped it on Tuesdays. Um, but you had your NXT Takeover on Saturday night, and then WrestleMania on Sunday. Now, because there's no crowd, you're they're doing NXT on a Wednesday and a Thursday night. Yeah. And then they're doing WrestleMania on a Saturday, Sunday. Um, I, I just, I'm, I know starting the show at 5 o'clock at night, and then by the time it's all a two-hour pre-show and it starts at 7 and then goes for five hours till midnight. I, I know that's an awful long time to watch a wrestling show, but I, 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 I liked the buildup of the whole show in one day. I mean, I understand why they did it last year, and I understand why they're doing it this year. Um, but I don't know. I just. I, I liked it better when they did, you know, the, the leading up to it and looking forward to the whole day of WrestleMania. Right. Plus, it messes up our prediction show. <laughs> yeah. You to figure out when we do it during the week that's okay for everybody. And and the way that they are, they'll still announce four other matches after we do our show and It'll be a yeah, that's that's true. <clears throat> so, yeah, Jerry, Jerry says I agree. Yep. Plus, he said WrestleMania is already a week long event. Uh, anyway, so. Well, I mean, any, I mean, the Super Bowl's a week long event. Um, the Daytona 500, it's a week long event. But that's still the Super Bowl Sunday. You know, and it's still the Daytona 500 is just Sunday. Yeah, they have a couple races during a week for qualifying and do this and do that. Um, and they have their truck series or their um, other cup, I can't remember what it is, um, series. And those are Friday and Saturday, but it leads to the one big event on Sunday. I just, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, just hold on for one second here. Um, yeah, 
focused on making sure that they're not hiding anything also on me here. So, but, uh, yeah, so momentarily we should be joined by our guest, Princess Victoria. Can you hear me? Uh, just just one just one second. I believe she's on the line right now. Uh, is this Princess Victoria? Yes, sir. It is. How are you today? Doing very well. Greg, can you hear her? Yes. Okay. Uh, Vicky, we can hear you loud and clear. We're doing very well. How are things with you? We're doing fine. Other than we're having to tie everything down, we got fifty mile an hour winds out here today. Ah, well, we just got a lot of rain. But um, yeah, so this is uh, this is going to be a, a a good interview, a good phone call. We're going to be talking to Princess Victoria about her wrestling career. Also, she has a a new book coming out. We're going to uh, talk to her about that uh, while we're doing the interview. But um, while we got you on there, Vicky, why don't you let us know how you got started in the business, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, um, I started out as a fan. Uh, I've been watching wrestling since I was probably four or five years old. I'd gotten an autographed picture by Jimmy Snuka. Um, I moved out of my home when I was 14 years old and got an apartment at a wino motel in Portland, Oregon, uh, over on uh, Burnside. And I started going to the Chautauqua Sports Arena every Saturday night for the matches. Uh, when I first went, I always got general admission ticket. And then one day I wore this yellow chiffon dress and a pair of high heel candies. And I handed, who I didn't know at that time was Sandy Barr, Sandy Barr, a, my uh, money for the ticket. And he handed me a front row ticket. And I went and handed it back to him. I said, uh, no, I paid you for general admission. He says, that's where you're sitting tonight. And from that night forward, I'd pay for general admission, and I'd be on the front row uh, at the Chautauqua Sports Arena. Uh, wondered for years, uh, well, actually only uh, a year or so, how, when I was sitting on the front row, all these wrestlers, when they got thrown out, uh, out of the ring, kept landing at my feet. Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, I spent a year going to the matches, got to know Sandy, got to know Don, Frank Bonima, um, Dale Weir, uh, uh, Peggy, and I lost my job. Actually, I quit my job at the Denny's on the corner of 23rd and Burnside one night, and that Saturday night when I went to buy my ticket, I told Sandy, I said, um, I need a job. Well, I didn't get to pay for my ticket. He put me to work right away. I mean, literally that moment. I've been working for him for about six months, and he comes to me one day, and he says, Vicki, you know, I've got this wrestling school, and I've got a girl who's training, and I need a body to train her with because I can't train her against the guys. And I thought, well, what the heck? Um, never had thought about becoming a professional wrestler. Still hadn't. Just was doing what Sandy asked me to do. Well, about three weeks later, that girl wasn't there training. I was, and for some reason, it was okay to train me with the guys, but not her. Oh. And, and I, by that time, I was already hooked, you know, 
from the from the moment I did my first sit out, you know, first time I threw up in the garbage can beside the ring, I, I was hooked. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we had four, there were four trash cans around the ring, and it wasn't if you were going to throw up in one. It's which one were you going to throw up in, and were you going to hit the trash can? Right. Uh, well, he was old school training. You know, he, he trained us uh, collegiate and Greco-Roman style wrestling. And our training was two hours in the morning and two hours at night. And this wasn't, this wasn't you know, four or five people standing with their back up against the ring watching somebody else do the work. Everybody right. that was in that ring, you know, you were doing push-ups, you were doing sit-ups, you were running around the building, and, and that was just the warm-up, you know, uh, when, when, it, when it came to, you know, doing arm drags. It wasn't one person taking arm drag, there was a person in the ring, he'd arm drag everybody, then the last person in line would arm drag everybody, and before you know it, you know, you, you've taken 10 arm drags and given 10 arm drags. Right. Uh, and that's, hang on, that's how I got yeah. Yep. Greg, my, uh, my co-host there, Greg, the Nugster. Uh, I, you got a question for Vicky? No, she's going fine. Let her go. Okay. Um, well, yeah, and like so, I said, before, be, before I knew it, uh, Sandy had basically, basically tricked me into becoming a wrestler, uh, he had brought Velvet McIntyre down from Canada to train with me uh, because she wanted to be a professional wrestler. And he got tired of me being late because I was taking the, the, the bus from across town over to the arena twice a day. And invariably, the bus system was never on time. And Velvet was living with him and Peggy because she came down from Canada. And one day he says, you know, you need to just pack your stuff and just move into uh, in the room with Velvet. That way I don't have to worry about where you are. I know where you are. Um, little did I know that day when I packed all my stuff up and moved into Sandy's, I took my wrestling training to a whole nother level. Um, like I said, we weren't trained like some of these guys today. Uh, Sandy would wake Velvet and I up at the crack of dawn. He'd have a, a glass of fresh-squeezed orange juice. We'd drink the orange juice, do some warm-ups, and then we'd uh, do cardio for five miles. And what that consisted of, you started out, you walked a block, then you jogged a block, then you ran a block, then you jogged a block, then you walk, walked a block, so on and so forth for five miles. Oh, okay. When we were when we were done with that, we came back. We of course jumped right into Sandy's pool, took a shower, put on some more wrestling gear, went down to the sports arena, and trained for two hours. Then after we got out of training, there we'd go work at his print shop, or we were laying tile at the house, or putting brick up. And about five o'clock at night, we'd head back down to the sports arena. Two more hours of training. Okay. Now, uh, that's quite a lot of training there, Greg. I mean, they're just busy, busy all the time. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll get, I got to one more question, and then I'll turn the question over to my co-host there. Um, Vicky, you've been in the ring with some of, I mean, some of the, the best women in the world. I mean, you were in there with Mula, Wendy Richter. You teamed up with Velvet McIntyre. Um, how different is it back then as opposed to the women's wrestling now? Um, well, you know, I used to say that women's wrestling now was not wrestling. Uh, but I've started watching some of the women that are uh, wrestling on the independent circuits. And those women on the independent circuits have got my respect. And I'm talking like women with ROH, like Sumi Sakai, uh, with WOW, uh, Malaya Hosaka, Kelly Klein, Raven Lake. Ronda Rousey is the one of the WWE girls that, and I won't call her, I shouldn't call her a girl, one of the WWE women that did impress me with her wrestling. Uh, Taylor Hendricks, Nyla Rose, Madison Miles, all those girls have gone back, or actually not gone back, but been trained and working old school wrestling. Uh, what Benny did to women's wrestling between the time that I broke my neck and probably 10 years ago, maybe even not that long ago, that wasn't wrestling. That was some girls getting up in the ring, parading around, showing their belly buttons and their tatas. And like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it wrestling. Yeah. So, Greg, you have anything for Vicky? What, what happened? Injury, but, you know, what happened? Was it an inexperienced wrestler causing an injury? Was it a fluke thing? I mean, what happened to, you know, cause your neck to get injured? Well, I won't call it inexperienced because the lady, the lady that I was wrestling with at the time uh, where I got my neck broke, she was, she was, she was trained hard to get into the business. She, she paid her dues. It was an accident. I mean, pure and simple fate. Um, she went to pick me up for a, uh, I believe, a pile driver. It could have been to throw me, uh, you know, hang me upside down in a turnbuckle. But when she picked me up, she stumbled. She fell and she sat on my head. Oh. And and, she, and my my neck broke. Well, none of us, nobody in the ring, including myself, knew my neck was broke. I mean, the adrenaline was pumping. You're in the middle of a match. Um, you know, how many times have you heard about uh, a mother whose baby is in a burning car and she's able to lift the car up? Um, basically, you know, that's adrenaline. And I finished the match. We retained the titles. I went to the dressing room. I sat back to relax and cool off. And I went to bend over to unlaced my boots, and I got a pain in my neck, and I went, oh, crap. What muscle have I pulled now? Because, that, you know, 
it wasn't if you were going to pull a muscle. It wasn't if you were going to, you know, sprain your ankle, break your ankle, you know, break a finger. It was going to happen. So, you know, it was commonplace. So I sat back up and I leaned back up against the locker uh, on the bench and relaxed a few more minutes. And I went back down to tie, uh, to unlace my boots again, and this time all hell broke loose. I felt like somebody was literally trying to wrench my spine out of my back. Ooh, okay. And from what I understand, not only did I scream, but I screamed loud enough to bring everybody in the arena that was left into, my, into the locker room and... Basically, the next, I don't remember, you know, anything from there. From the point that I bent over and sat back up, I have flashes. You know, the next flash I have, I'm laying on a gurney. There's red lights. There's the EMTs are wheeling me out to the uh, 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 ambulance. Uh, the next thing I remember, I'm laying in a hospital bed, and I've got two doctors telling me that my neck's broke in the, uh, in the uh, second vertebrae area. The next thing I remember after that, and I don't remember leaving Pennsylvania. I don't remember how I got back to Moolah's property. But the next thing I remember is Moolah's knocking on my door, telling me to get dressed. She leads me out to the gym, and she says, go take a bump. So I went and took a bump, and I screamed from here to hell, you know, hell high. Uh, she said, go back, go back. And this went on for, you know, once a week, once every two weeks. And then she came to me one day and said, uh, you know, I've got a fan in Amsterdam that would like to fly you over there. Um, here he is on the phone, and I talked to him. I won't mention his name. Uh, but uh, I let him know right away, yeah, I'll, I'll come over. I'll visit with you. You know, I was going to get a payday for it. I said, but I made it very, very clear that I was to have my own motel room. Um, and once I got over there, uh, a vacation turned into, it was, it was, it was, mostly aggravation um the very the very first morning i woke up i caught this guy in my motel room and i almost broke his wrist and then then when i got back uh well before i went lou told me she says you know the nice hun the night and and she did that and everybody who knows lou knows this hun now the nicer you are to him, the nicer your paycheck will be, and you could really use a good payday right now. And oh. when I got, oh, well, I'm sorry, but when I got over there and this guy met me at the airport, um, and I've said this one time, I'll say at 10000 this man was not beat by the ugly stick. He was beat by the whole damn force. And on top of that, he had a lousy personality. Um, he just, you know, it, it, it went from being a trip to seeing the cathedrals where the lions ate the Christians and, you know, walk, walking under the Yard of Triumph to smacking, smacking this guy upside the head every a couple of times 
because he wouldn't keep his hands to himself. Right. And when I got back, um, I didn't know it. Uh, one of my one of the other girls told me that Mula Mula was mad as hell, and she was telling everybody, "I can't believe she didn't sleep with him." Now. You draw your own conclusion as to why she was mad that I didn't sleep with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but about yeah, two so. weeks later, about two weeks later, I was out on the street with twenty dollars in my pocket. Oh, okay. So Mula, so Mula was basically what everybody said she was. Uh, um. Well, I look at this way: Mula was gonna. Mula was going to take every advantage Mula could take to make money. And if you allowed her to take advantage of you, yeah, she was going to do it. Okay. Um, but that was something that wasn't that wasn't me. You know, I'm not saying I was any innocent virgin being thrown into the volcano or anything, but I had my standards. Right. You know, um, there was one, one at one point, this guy in, in Amsterdam, he, he said, oh, come on, princess. Everybody's got their price. What's yours? He said, I'm a duke. I, I, I've got money. I've got a castle. Yeah, I've got women falling at my feet. And I looked at him. I said, so-and-so, your money, your castle, your feet don't mean jack shit to me. And my price is love. Yeah. Exactly. And right. Um, but it was just you know, I, I never I can I can't say that I'd ever seen what people say about Mula pimping the girls out. I I, I I had not heard of it. Um like I said, you draw your own conclusion as to why she was mad because I didn't sleep with this guy. Yeah. Now we got um, two two things I want to I want to talk to you about before we talk about your book. Um, I know there's a thing going on now. I don't know if you happen to be part of it or if you know anything about it. And briefly talk to us about this WWE's concussion protocol. I guess there's an issue. Vince McMahon has uh, issues with some wrestlers about that. Well. I don't know how many people know this, but this has been going on for better than 10 years. Um, Vince, Vinny and Stephanie actually went to testify before Congress, and they both had the nerve to testify that they had never seen a wrestler, be it female or male, get a career or life-altering injury in the ring. Um, number one, I broke my neck in the ring. Number two, we all know what happened to Owen Hart. Yep. Um, uh, if I had a list, anybody can go look, put in your browser, wrestler died in the ring. Uh, you, you'll find story after story. There was one where uh, a guy went to uh, went to tag in his uh, tag out, and his partner came in, and his partner was wrestling. And when his partner went to tag, he was sitting dead in the corner of the ring. 
Um, can't oh. remember his name right now, but I guarantee you, if you Google wrestlers died in the ring, you will find it. Um, you know, I broke my collarbone in the ring, but I was working for Don Owens at that time. You know, Don took care of me. I went from, I couldn't wrestle because I had a broken collarbone. He had me manage uh, 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 one of the guys. You know, he kept me working. He also paid for the doctor. I never saw a doctor bill. Uh, same thing happened in Louisiana with Bill Watts. Uh, I got a forearm to the face, and it hit just right that I got what they call Bell palsy, which is where you get a major nerve trapped in between your second and third vertebrae, and the 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 muscle the nerves in your face basically go dead. Right. And I was same thing as when I hurt my neck in the ring. You know, uh. He just, going to the doctor was not something that you chose to do. Number one, yeah. they were expensive. We, did, we didn't have health care. Um, number two, nobody wanted to admit they were hurt. Um, and I found out the hard way why. Uh, but there was one day I was in the, in the dressing room in Louisiana, and I looked at my face, and the right side of my face, my eye had started to droop. And I started crying. And a very good friend of mine, Terry Allen, Magnum PA, happened to come into the uh, into the dressing room at the time, and he saw me crying, and he knew, you know, I don't cry easy. And he goes, Vicky, what's wrong? And I told him. He says, all right, and he left. Well, I, he didn't tell me what he did, but I'm pretty sure I know it was him. The next morning, I got a call from Bill Watts in the motel room. And he said, Vicki, I said, yes, sir. He said, you have a doctor appointment with such and such a doctor at such and such an address at such and such a time. If you don't make that doctor's appointment, you don't make the matches tonight. Okay. I went to the doctor. They took the x-rays. He, he did what he had to do to adjust my neck. He gave me this little gimmick that I put on my neck uh, at night, um, which basically it stretched my neck, allowed the nerve to escape. I never saw a bill. Okay. Now, Vicki, before getting off the subject of uh, wrestling here for a minute, do you, uh, for everybody out there that's listening to the show today, there's a book coming out that you have. Um, care to talk to us about it? When it's coming out? Where it's where it's available? And well, the book is available right now. It's on Amazon.com. Uh, the last time I checked, it was number three in wrestling biographies already. Um, it was number ten in wrestling books overall on Amazon. It's also available at eatsleepwrestle.com you can get an autographed uh, ver uh you can get an autograph book uh there you can also get just a just a straight book um if you want a personalized autograph you have to contact me and you can contact me through my uh uh, uh facebook web page and it's uh vicky otis V-I-C-K-I, uh, last name Otis, O-T-I-S, um, and it'll be very obvious as my page when you find it. 
um, friend of me, and we'll talk about me getting a personalized autograph book to you. Awesome. And awesome. this, to let everybody know, this book is not just about my wrestling career. Um, this book is pretty much me growing up, um, how I got into wrestling, you know, going into a lot of detail of my childhood. And uh, my childhood wasn't all that pretty. Uh, I, I had a biological mother who used her kids to get what she wanted to get. And unfortunately, my brothers and I suffer, suffered quite horribly because of that. And I'm telling that story uh, for a reason. There's a lot of kids out there right now that are right now in the position that I was in. And they're screaming, they're, they're hollering, they're, they're begging for help, and people aren't listening to them. Um, and my, new, my rule of thumb is when you're talking to a child and you're listening to a child tell its story, you need to err on the side of the child. Yep. I, I, I'd rather be wrong where a child is concerned knowing that I took their side than being wrong and knowing that I left them in the situation they were in. Right. And, now, and I, I'm hoping the, the name of the book is Princess Victoria, A Tale of Tears, Triumphs, and Turnbuckles. And that's on Amazon.com. They can purchase it there and uh, you can definitely check it out. It's the uh, the life and times of Princess Victoria, who I believe um, would have had a really fantastic wrestling career if it wasn't for the injury. And I'm probably going to get yelled at by her for saying this, but uh, who knows? Maybe she could have had a Hall of Fame career. Well, I, I'm, I'm in the Hall of Fame. and I'm in the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club uh, Hall of Fame. And I, I consider that a true Hall of Fame. Um, I still haven't figured out how my four short years in the business has acquired so much attention. Um, as you said, I wrestled some of the great. I wrestled Joyce Grable, uh, Velvet McIntyre, Judy Martin, Leilani Kai, Despina Montagas, um, Candy Malloy, uh, Susan, Susan Starr. Um, and all of those girls, every one of those women belong in the Hall of Fame. And every one of them had a much longer career than I did. Um, okay. But, you know, for some reason, you know, that four years did something. And hopefully I'm figuring it was me writing this book. And if this book stops one person, one child from being hurt, one child keeps one child from killing themselves then every bit of it has been worth it absolutely uh greg anything else for vicky no no she kind of said everything all righty uh well vicky i want to want to thank you very very much for taking time out of your out of your schedule to join us here and talk a little bit about your career eventually somewhere along the line 
we're going to have you on again after the book sales come out, and uh, we'll talk about how that's going. That'll be great. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to spend with me and, and talking about my book. I really, really thank you for that. Oh, uh, thank you for joining us, Vicki. Yeah, Y'all have a great evening. All right, you too. Have a great night. All right, bye-bye. That was former WWF Women's Tag Team Champion Princess Victoria joining us here on the Top Rope Report. Greg, she had a lot of interesting stories, and that's a good thing about talking to some of the uh, old-school wrestlers from back in the day because they got some stories. Definitely. <laughs> uh, you just want to say, I, I pulled her book up. Um, I tried showing it on my phone here on Facebook Live. If you didn't notice, um, it is $19.99 through Amazon. Um, if I were to order it today, I would have it by Tuesday. So um, it's paperback form. Once again, it's only $19.99. So, you know, let's uh, go ahead and, you know, if you want to read about, you know, some tears, triumphs, and turmoils. Yep. You know, give it a look. Give it a look. All right. Thanks for tuning in, John. Yeah, definitely want to uh, want to check it out. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that was a great interview. Great show tonight. Um, we'll be on again during the week, pro probably. That's it. We're, no, no, we, no. We, I mean, we got more to talk about. I mean, we still got Mania coming up in two more weeks. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, if you don't mind, let's see, you know, unless you have to go. Go right ahead. Um, I'm just clearing off a couple things there. Oh, I mean, of the matches that they have right now, we'll, we'll run through them real quick. Um, unlike last year, where they just had all these matches and you didn't know what match was going to happen when, they're actually separating Sunday show of WrestleMania. But night one, which match 
I think, uh, and this will be on both both counts. I think I, I think it'll be uh, um, Lashley McIntyre. You think so? Yeah. Okay, that's what I want to close out the show. I just am over buying that. The historic, the history-making match between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair might close out Saturday night, and I think that would be a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I we've had one other women's match main event WrestleMania, and that was Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda Rousey. Yep. For all the gold. Yep. This match fails in comparison to that match. I understand it's the first time two colored African-American black women are wrestling in a main event match at WrestleMania. But I'm sorry, in my eyes, it's still only Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Do not have this match close out Saturday Night WrestleMania. Right. I, I agree. I, to- I totally agree 100%. Uh, for night two, I think that's a given. The triple threat match will... We'll, we'll close it out. Yeah. Yep. And they're really going to have to break out all the stops for the last match on the last night of WrestleMania with the live crowd there. I mean, they're going to have to do some phenomenal shit and this year's WrestleMania. And once again, if you don't know by now, I don't know where you've been. In a triple threat match, it's no disqualification. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a triple threat match, but it could be a two-on-one-on-one match. It could be a three-on-one-on-one match. We may see the returning Jimmy Uso come out and fall in line with the head of the table and create, you know, the... Jim and Jay Uso and Roman Reigns versus Edge and Daniel Bryan. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Brock Lesnar could make a surprise return and cause, you know, something to happen in that match or the Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre match. I'm, this is the first time that they're having fans in, in over a year. And I want, Endless, holy shit moments. Yep. I want to be doing my year end, our year end awards, and having five holy shit moments to choose from. <laughs> yep. and I can't pick which one I want. Right. You know, that's what I need 
from WrestleMania. Right. Because I'm in agree with 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 something that Jerry said earlier. Um, you know, I I try to make myself available for you know Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown at eight o'clock. But I mean, I PBR it through you know YouTube TV, so <laughs> I. You know, I'm starting to get to the point as to where I'm gonna not watch not watch it live. I'm gonna watch other programming, and uh, I'm gonna hit fast forward through a lot of things because it's starting starting to lose me a little bit. Good, Jerry. Jerry types back. It won't. I don't know what he means by it won't, but. Hopefully he can elaborate on that with us before we sign off. But um, um, but one thing he did point out is when I was talking about the, the Super Bowl, NASCAR, um, like the Super Bowl is the last game of the year. The Daytona 500 is the first race of the year. Do you think it might do the WWE some justice and, and help? If they had a brief off season, uh, yeah. If say say December and January, yeah. You know, have your Survivor Series in, in November, closer to Thanksgiving, and then go into an off season. Um, maybe just have a not even a pay per view, but you know, no Raws, no Smackdowns. For you know, two months and reconvene at the Royal Rumble. Right. Give everybody and a chance you, to heal. You think? Well, not only that, but give you give you a little bit more time to appreciate it because it's it's not there for a couple months. I don't know, Jerry, if you're still out there and you have an opinion on that, or maybe there's something we can bring up with Joe and DJ and and welcoming that key black. You know, a little question to them. Um, I don't know. It, it could possibly be something. Um, Jerry just said Sasha match won't close the show. So, well, I sure hope not. Yeah, me too. So, all right. Well, I, I really want Bad Bunny and the Miz to close <laughs> on Saturday. I, like, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Minutes earlier than, than scheduled. Yeah, I get a feeling you're going to say something like that. So, um, I, it, in my opinion, I think that's going to be the bathroom match. So, we'll have to see. I mean, what what they what they're going to? I mean, a lot of times when we do our prediction shows, we also we also like to make a prediction on what we think the first match is going to be of the night. Uh, it is WrestleMania. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they started off with a title match. Um, you know, because obviously I believe all the titles are going to be on the line. Um, so I wouldn't. Right, and right now looking at it, I, I would say New Day versus AJ Styles. And Omos, yeah. Omos. Yep. I, I would probably say that too. Or maybe um, they might have a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag team title. I think it's gonna be a you know, four-way. I don't think it's only gonna be a triple threat. Yeah, it's a good idea. I think yep. you'll see, obviously, Ziggler and Rude. 
the street prophets, the Mysterios, and then the, I forget what they call themselves. The um, Alpha Academy? Yes, that's it. Gable and Otis. Yeah. I think the Fatal 4-Way. And it, I, would, I wouldn't mind if it was a, um, a ladder match, um, a tag team ladder match, but because usually that's one of the um, middle titles. You right. know, I see US, those are usually the ladder matches, but those are both, well, Riddles isn't booked yet. Um, so maybe that could turn into a ladder match, but they, they've got to have a random ladder match somewhere on the card. Yep. Uh, Greg, Jerry's, Jerry's response to your question, they should have an off season. Yeah, no, I, I can read his comments. Oh, I wasn't too sure if you saw it. Okay, no problem. I apologize. All right. Okay. Yeah, so, so, I mean, we're two weeks away from yesterday. WrestleMania. Well, no, we're one day away from yesterday. Or two, two weeks away. WrestleMania is two weeks away from, not today, from yesterday. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but, uh, Which is one day before tomorrow. Right. So, um, all right. So that uh, we're going to be back during the week. I'm pretty sure we'll probably be back on Tuesday to talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, maybe Wednesday. We don't know. Greg and I will have to get to, to see what day we can get together and uh, do the show. Want to thank Chris. Yes, we, will, we will have to get in touch with DJ, Little Mug, and Tony Black. Um, I'm thinking the Friday for WrestleMania, um, to do their prediction show. Um, I mean, hopefully they can all join us. Uh, I don't want to do it too much early in the week because I, I don't know if the card's going to be finished. Obviously we can't do it Saturday cause you work and there wouldn't be time. So, right. um, I'm thinking Friday. All righty. Um, Right, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll take uh, we'll take care of that this week sometime and figure, see if they're able to join us on the Friday before. Want to thank uh, Princess Victoria for joining us. It was a great great phone call, great interview. And uh, this is Mr. Trivia on behalf of the Nugster Greg. We're going to be closing out tonight's show. So we'll see you on uh, probably Tuesday for our. WrestleMania recap again. WrestleMania, not recap. WrestleMania recap. Not WrestleMania recap. WrestleMania matches. Hopefully, they'll add some more from Raw tomorrow night, and uh, we'll see where they go from there. So, want to say good night to everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.